Welcome Masterpiece Women. I'm Tina Raines and I'm the founder and host of Masterpiece Women Podcast. And today we have Lisa May with Live the Life with us today. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here, Tina. So we're excited to have you in so many reasons. I've heard your story or at least parts of it. And I just love I think the one thing that stuck with me, Lisa, about you, there's so many valuable pieces, but the the aha moment that I had when I heard your story the first time was, wow, what an overcomer. You had some tough times and uh, walked through a season of your life that wasn't so easy. And um, now you're thriving, you're building this incredible ministry, live the life, you're impacting families and the community um, around us. And so- I would love for you to share a little bit about your story and who you are and um, let our audience get to know you because you're pretty amazing. Oh, well, I appreciate that. I really do. But amazing is probably an overstatement, but I'll take it. Um, Basically, you know, I believe God's call in our life generally is at our place of greatest pain. And um, I was raised in a Christian home. I had a mother and father that had a healthy marriage. Uh, respect for each other and the way they communicated, uh, respect for us as children and the the way they managed our relationship. Um, And I met the love of my life uh, when I was in college. And uh, we had a tumultuous relationship in nine years. It took us nine years to get it right, enough to get married and had four children. Well, into my marriage, 15 years, Um, my husband came up with a lump on the side of his neck. Initially, we thought it was nothing. And uh, it turned out to be uh, melanoma. And in 11 months, God took him uh, to be with him. And at that point in my life, I trusted God. I believed in God. um, But I had no idea of the magnitude of what life was going to look like thereafter. I believed that because of my relationship with God, that he was going to care for me. He would be my husband. He would be the father of my children. And he did all those things. But the reality is that very often our journey with God is um, challenging and growth comes with stretching and generally with pain. And he took me finding myself to be a widow of a four-year-old, a five-year-old, a nine-year-old, and a 14-year-old. And he brought me to places that I never thought I would be before. I had new titles. You know, I was a widow. I was 40. I was a single parent. Um, Lots of new identities for me, who I was. You know, I envisioned that I was going to grow old with him. We were going to live in the same house. We were going to live in the same community. We were going to worship at the same church. And our friend group was going to be the same. Um, And all of a sudden, here I am. And none of that is true anymore. Uh, My husband was mindful in that he cared well for us and that I didn't have to go to work immediately. Uh, but it didn't change the challenges of being a single parent. So it was really out of trying to be a single parent and realizing, although I loved my husband deeply, the magnitude that a man plays in the life of a family that drove me to begin service with Live the Life. Mm, I love that. And I know having been a single mother for years and years and years, 
um, it's not an easy journey. Even when you, now I was a business owner, so I was, thank goodness I was able to provide for myself and such as, as you were, but I know a lot of the moms listening today may be trying to do it all and not in the position that we're, um, had the opportunity to be in and have even greater struggles. It and is single, a singleness is challenging anyhow. Single oh. moms is particularly challenging. But what I learned in my journey is it's not just challenging for the caregiver, the mom or the dad or whomever. It's just as challenging for the kids. Oh my goodness. I think so. I think I look back, you know, now I have the youngest one out um, to college and I look back at the difficulties that they did undergo because of the single parenting. And, you know, I emphasize to my kids all the time they're married, like, work on it. As a matter of fact, we coach a, a minute, another ministry as well. Uh, well, we don't coach, we facilitate at a, an event. And um, I'm always encouraging my kids, you need to come. You guys need to make sure you work on your relationships and keep them healthy. And so one of the things I love about your program, Lisa, and not to you know make it a promo about Live the Life, but I do believe this. Everything in our lives, we have control over our reactions. We don't have control over our life, but we do have control over how we respond to the difficult pieces in our life, whether it's single parenting relationships. And what I love about what you, what you promote is some of the practical ways to change habits because everything from getting healthy to building healthy relationships, to building business is goes back to our habits and goes back to our intentionality. Right. And so I would love for you to share a little bit about what you talk about in relationship to that and changing some of those habits so that we have more valuable relationships. Mm -hmm. Well, I believe relationships, everything rises and falls on them. You know, um, I believe that <clears throat> uh, our kids only do as well in school as they're doing privately. I think um, we as women only do as well in our professions as we're doing privately. You know, the relationships really uh, fuel everything else in our lives for good or bad. And that's why our relationship uh, with Christ is paramount, that it is the foundation of everything. And then that bleeds into our personal relationships. So what I think has been missing uh, particularly in the culture we live today, is the application of, well, how do I do that? You know, in the 40s and the 50s, you know, many of us were in homes where it mirrored what a good, healthy relationship would look like. And then we could take that and it would move into our friendships. It would move into our workplace and whatnot. But now here we are, you know, in the 22nd century. And basically what has happened is people no longer have that mirror. Most of us have been raised, at least 50% of us have been raised in homes where we don't have both mom and dad in the house anymore. Um, and so we don't know what it looks like. So the practical application that we teach in all of our programming is the how-to how, how do you develop a healthy relationship? And we really rest very heavily on communication skills. Um, and when you talk about habits, you know, it is a choice. You know, it is a choice that I'm going to incorporate 
a particular communication skill into my daily life. Um, one of the things that we teach to students in everything, um, every program that we provide is the daily temperature reading. And it's basically, you know, seven touch points that you should have with people that you share life with on a daily basis, people that are significant within your life, whether that be your husband, your wife, your children, your best friend, your mom, your dad, whomever. Um, but you have to be intentional, as you said, I can teach you all day long. I can coach you all day long. But if you don't make a, a choice that I'm going to incorporate this into my life, nothing changes. So one of the things we always teach people is nothing changes until something changes. And generally the thing that has to change is us. Amen. Well, and you know, you think about this time of year, right? We're at the beginning of the year and everybody makes these you know, New Year's resolutions, I'm going to change this, I'm going to improve this, I'm going to improve my relationships, I'm going to get healthier, I'm going to do this. And then you look at the stats and the reality is the majority of people fail in their New Year's resolutions by, you know, second or third week of the month. And right. why? Because mm -hmm. they're not intentional and they don't have accountability. And right. I do think that having the accountability factor, whether it's in a group, a small group at church, a, you know, whether you're in a singles group, a married group, getting in community with people to hold you accountable, not just to rah, rah, and hey, you know, this is great. Let's grow together. Let's do life together. Let's have fun together. That's all great. And it's good. And you should, but you have to have some accountability with each other. Okay. I want to be intentional. Will you hold me accountable? And the most growth happens when we're intentional and someone's really holding our feet to the fire. Um, and I find that even in my coaching, oftentimes the only thing my the individual I'm coaching really needs for me is someone just to hold them accountable every week. They have the intellect, they have the mindset, they have it all. But if someone's not holding them accountable, they just can't seem to do it. Now there's other people, different personalities. I'm not one of them. They're, they're just, well, okay, give me the map and I'll take it and I'll do it. You know, but I don't know. Where are you at on that, Lisa? Well, you know, I'm you like, seem like that kind of person, give me the map and I'll just go do it. Well, I mean, everybody else, you know, some things that are easy, you know, yeah, give me the map and I'll go do it. When I'm more challenged, I need accountability, you know, yeah. um, but you know, each year, um, I always resolve to do something. I'm not one of those people, you know, I don't make a list of 10 things that I'm going to do differently this year or goals. Um, but I do always have at least two or three things. And, and this year, uh, my resolution is that I was going to was really resolve to be grateful. Um, mm -hmm. And one of the skills that we teach with the daily temperature reading, the first point uh, is about expressing appreciation to the people that you live with. Uh, because when we express appreciation, it changes us. You know, I believe that's why God tells us to count our blessings, you know, because when we're really looking at the things that we have to be grateful for, that we have to be appreciative for, it changes our attitude. It changes how we relate to other people. Uh, it, it affects us physiologically, you know, in so many ways. Oh my goodness. Um, and so, yeah, appreciation and gratefulness for me is my big resolution this year. And that's mm. like, it's the first touch point that we teach um, in our school setting and what we teach with our, even in the marketplace and what we teach marriages is, is how, how do I express appreciation and why do I need to do it?
I love, love, love that because gratitude changes everything. Um, one time when I went actually, cause I was speaking in front of thousands of people and I really want to get on the top of my game. So I went to the John Maxwell coaching and speaking course and they, they had a scientist that was actually speaking or a doctor that was sharing. Um, and this is an actual speaking class. He says, if you get up on stage and you are nervous about anything, you, you know, all of a sudden you're tongue tie, you're, you, you lose your confidence, whatever. If you will look around and you will look at the beautiful colors, you'll look at the people around you and just start thinking about the things that you're grateful. I'm so grateful for the beautiful orange in that blouse. I'm grateful. He said, it's amazing in this, it's science. And when you think about how God created our bodies and our brains, they're fascinating. Your body starts secreting endorphins right. when you're in a place of gratitude. Right. And so it has so many positive effects on you personally and your mental, you know, state. It's amazing what gratitude will do. As a matter of fact, it's funny you say that. Look what I bought for the year. I bought a 52-week oh. gratitude journal so that every day I could just sit and write what I was grateful for this year. That was one of my goals as well is I want to be more grateful because I do believe that if we'll stay in that place, and I know even, um, you'll, you'll get this, you know my husband, he's a gem, he's just a sweetheart, but he's still a husband. So there's times when he'll drive me crazy. And I'm like, oh, Lord. And now instead of reacting to whatever it is he says that might be really dumb in my opinion, or, you know, maybe not as um, uplifting as I feel like it should have been. I'll sit there and I literally will go, okay, what am I grateful for for him? And I will start counting the things in my mind of what I'm grateful for without reacting. And it's amazing how immediately when I hold that thought captive, I hold my reaction captive and I start focusing on gratitude. It's like the Holy Spirit just fills me up and I go... <sighs> oh, okay. I don't have to react to you like I really was going to, because you were about to get a piece of your head cut off. That's right. Well, you're exactly right. You know, and I love it when neuroscience catches up with the Bible, you know, yeah, the yeah. Bible tells us what to do. And I look back and I think, you know, Lord, you have given us these directives because you know how you've created us and you know how our body responds. And there was a recent study um, that documents that five, just five minutes a, a day of gratitude uh, can really increase your dopamine and your serotonin levels yeah. to yeah. the point that over six months time, it increases your well-being by 10%. That is the same, that. Listen, that is the same impact in terms of your well-being as someone doubling their income. Wow. I mean, it amazing. Is, it's amazing. You know, it changes the blood flow to the hypothalamus. I mean, there's just wonderful things about expressing appreciation and gratitude, not just for us as individuals in a journal, which I'm all about, but to the people that we share life with. 100%, 100%. And when we do that, you're right. It changes our mindset, but even, you know, you talk about the wor world and neuroscience and you think about how the scripture says, like even holding our thoughts captive for a moment. Mm -hmm. So instead of reacting to things, 
holding those thoughts captive. He says, speak it as if it already were. So when there's things that we may want in an individual or hope for or dream of in them or this greatness that we we see in them but maybe they don't see in themselves yet as speaking those words as if it were already being manifested that the bible says to do that and oftentimes people forget that you know our words are so powerful Mm -hmm. and our thoughts are so powerful so gratitude and focusing i love those stats um there's so so many great statistics on gratitude it's so valuable Mm -hmm. And expressing that to people, you know, you think about, um, and I was actually speaking to one of my daughters about my grandson a couple of days ago, and she was saying, you know, mom, sometimes he just makes these, these choices that I'm just baffled by. And I said the same thing. I said, well, what if you speak it as if he were already making those choices? You know, and I remember reading a book when I was raising my son as a single mom that was about raising a son and it was talking about how boys just need to feel respected. Right. And I, it's very similar to the, you know, um, love and respect book, right? Right. Yes. Young boys just need to feel respected. Young girls need to feel loved. How do we do that and really manifest that with our children and make sure that they feel loved, they feel respected, they feel valued all those things that they need to fill, but yet have boundaries. Right. Absolutely. I would agree. And I think we take for granted um, that people know we appreciate them or that we're grateful for them. I mean, people that don't really need to hear lots of words of appreciation typically don't express it. And I was one of those people, you know, in my marriage, um, when I go back and make an assessment of what my emotional needs were, I assumed that my husband appreciated me. Um, he would thank me. You know, he would thank me for preparing a meal. He'd thank me about the laundry, whatever. Um, but I assumed he knew that I appreciated him. And what wound up happening is I didn't say it very often until one day he said to me, you don't appreciate anything that I do for our family. Well, you could have really knocked me over with a feather because really in my heart, I did but I didn't give it voice. Mm. I didn't say it. And we take for granted that people, even people that we have in the workplace, you know, that of course they know we appreciate them, especially if you're a business owner, because you've hired them. Okay. You pay them, you know, but people still need to hear those words of appreciation and gratitude for what those people bring to your business, what they bring to you in a way of friendship. Um, and we, we need to be intentional about giving it voice, say it. 100%, 100%. And, you know, we were talking earlier, one of the other leaders and I talking about in the, in the corporate world, especially, there's so much opportunity for serving people. And even as Christians, you know, our heartbeat at Masterpiece Women is impact the world for Christ. I mean, we're, we're unapologetic about it. We want to impact the marketplace. That is that is our vision and our purpose in the world. And um, we have such an opportunity as business people, business leaders have such an opportunity if they will take those same values, um, very much of what we teach in Life Work Leadership, right? What we coach on for that in our nine-month program is how do we take those and we emulate them not just in our own personal relationships and teach people how to have healthy one-on-one relationships, but 
take those same practices to work because oftentimes what happens is this person at home and the person at work are two different pictures. Right. Mm -hmm. Most often, not very often, most often. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They are. So we need to put more emphasis on how do you truly take that into the marketplace and make a huge impact? Mm -hmm. I would agree. We need to teach people how to love well. So one of the sayings that I heard this morning and I thought, okay, that's, it's her saying for the year. She stole it from somebody else. I'm like, I think I need to, um, still it too, is just love to love. And I went love to love. It's so simple, mm-hmm. but yet so profound. We right. want to love to love, not for any other reason. We just want to love to just love mm-hmm. without any expectation. Right. What if we all just did that in the marketplace, right? And if you love people well, what are you going to do? You're going to show appreciation. You're going to have gratitude towards them. You're going to honor them. You're going to respect them. You're all those things because we're loving just to love. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it has the capacity to change us as the individual, but the people that we're expressing it to, it can change their lives. We had a student several years ago um, where we used to do something where we would have other students write down three things that they appreciated about different people within their class and they would fold it up and then they would give it, you know, if they knew them well enough, they would give it to that person. Well, this one young man took that piece of paper and carried it around in his wallet, folded it up, put it in his wallet. And years later, um, he found himself to be in a dark, dark place uh, to the point that he was really considering ending his life. And for whatever reason, I'm going to say it was the Holy Spirit, he went through his wallet and found that piece of paper with the three things that that person had to say about them that were positive. And he did not attempt suicide. And he credited it to those three statements that were written on a piece of paper years ago that he had always carried in his wallet. That someone saw something appreciative about him, a goodness, you know, Um, And so we can't dismiss it as, oh, well, of course, you know that I appreciate you, or why should I have to tell you that? You know, I I hear that sometimes with couples and my thoughts are, you need to say it because you love them so much. Mm -hmm. Love them well, because you love them so much. You know, and another thing too, that's always stayed with me is that, you know, doing comes before being. You know, you talk about being intentional, you know, what we choose to do, how we choose to respond, how we, what we choose to give voice to that changes us in of who we are today. So if I can focus on Lisa, make sure you express genuine words of appreciation. I don't mean to use it as a a tool for manipulation, but a genuine word of appreciation and be mindful to give that voice, to say that to that person, you know, it, it can change everything. It, you don't, we don't know what the people that we share life with, especially in the workplace, you know, we don't know what's going on necessarily in their homes. And the bigger the business is, the less we know about them because we don't interact with them. Um, but it has the ability to completely change us socially, emotionally, you know, physically, psychologically. Um, and God calls us to do it. As you said, he calls us to do it. And, and I believe this is why. I believe so too. 
Well, it's interesting because, you know, forgiveness is a big piece of loving people well too. And oftentimes it's our closest relationships that we struggle to forgive. And obviously it's a key component of a healthy relationship is to choose to forgive. And one of the exercises that I love to do, um, and a lot of different programs do it different ways, but I love um, the opportunity of, yes, you can write out what you're angry at someone for and, you know, tear it up, give it to them, whatever, you know, there's different ways people do that. But I love the opposite. I love when someone's wronged you, if you'll write out all the things that you're thankful that they've done for you, um, the good things about them and and it's interesting when you watch the transformation in your mind, when you are shifting and having that mind shift of, I'm not going to focus on what they do wrong. I'm going to focus on what they've done right. Suddenly right. forgiveness is so much easier mm-hmm. because there are, you can find good in anyone, but if you're focused on just the bad, that's all you're going to see. That's right. Because, because it's like you put on these blinders. It's like a bad blinder you know all you see is the bad the bad the bad about him because it's like and i think it's a ploy of the enemy because he just gets we just allow that thought to captivate us constantly well well, it is it is from the enemy i believe that he uses um hurts uh wounds wrongs uh to keep us from our best life you know he he wants us to focus on that he wants us to hold on to that but the more that our brain sees the positives, the more it looks for the positive. You know, it's just like when you say, if you're writing it out and you're having to think about all those positive things about that person, you know, we, we, what we focus on grows. Right. That you becomes know? our habit. Comes right. our habit. Exactly. Of, habit of gratitude. That should be our goal for the year. Habit of gratitude. Let's exactly. make being grateful our best habit yet mm-hmm. and it, it it really causes us to be less less self-centered and more others centered yeah absolutely i'll re- never forget when i was going through my divorce i was at one of the worst moments in my life it was just it was awful and i was just at a really dark place and i i it was at that point that god uses it all though i rededicated my life completely to the lord but Prior to that, it was really, you know, I think a more superficial relationship with God. And um, even though I'd been a Christian since I was a kid, suddenly there was this intimacy with the Lord that I'd never experienced before. And one of the pastors said to me, because I was just, you know, sitting there just telling him all the things going on from the finances to the humiliation publicly, all these things. And he goes, Tina, I'm going to encourage you go serve. I'm like, what do I have to give? Right. Literally in my mind thinking, what do I have to give right now? I'm a mess. I'm falling apart. My life is falling apart. I'm going to lose every, like all I could think of is poor me, poor me, poor me in that moment, that victim. Mm-hmm. And when he said that, I'm like, okay. So I volunteered for the singles, ended up leading the singles at our, um, at Calvary at the church in Fort Lauderdale for years. and wow, was there a healing that came over me? Because suddenly, just like exactly what you said, Lisa, when you get your mind off of yourself and onto others, suddenly things don't seem so bad for you either. So Uh, it's it's just so amazing when we can just quit thinking about us and 
even, you know, I think victimization is something that so many of us get stuck in when we get hurt mm -hmm. and we feel sorry for ourselves. And um, even in our marriages and different things, oh, well, I can't believe he doesn't do that for me or, you know, and we get so caught up in me, 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 me. And if we'll just shift that, just like you described with that gratitude, then wow, all of a sudden it's so impactful. We see uh, life in totally different perspective. Like the old song used to be the rose colored glasses. Right. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, you know, we're really um, uh, focused on giving people practical steps to accomplish the things that we're trying to teach them to do. And, you know, like you, you know, I would like to encourage the listeners to make sure this year that they should really consider setting aside a couple minutes a day, you know, and, and doing a, a gratitude or appreciation journal, you know, write it down on a daily basis because you have to go back and think about it. Um, another thing I always encourage people to do is get, express one, one word of appreciation to the people that you share life with on a daily basis, you know, um, even if it's something to the point of um, maybe you're at odds with your spouse but maybe he's a great dad. You know, maybe you can say, you know, I appreciate the fact that you're a good dad. You know, um, I believe that it changes, you know, the temperature of relationships. Our kids, our kids need to hear, you know, what's good about them. Most of our kids, especially as they get to be teens, they don't hear good things about them. They're, they're totally focused on all the negative things. Social media, you know, they're looking at other people's social media and I think, well, she's beautiful and he's handsome and they travel and, and they have this and I don't have that. And, you know, they don't hear the good things. They, if they don't make good grades, you know, they're, they're not hearing good things from their teachers, you know, or their classmates. And the other thing that I think is really key is that we should stop five times a day and for five seconds think about the positive things of our spouse if we're married okay or the positive things about our parents or the positive things of our kids because generally the way we think about people during the day will affect how we treat them at night mm. like if yes. you're yeah five times a day for five seconds if you're married Think about the positive things for five times a day for five seconds about your spouse and it will change the way you treat them when you get home. I love that. That's great advice, Lise. Mm -hmm. I love well, that. It, it really, you know, that neuroscience is a real thing, you know? It is. It, it is. is. I love it. Carolyn Lee, Dr. Carolyn Lee one of my favorite. Oh, crazy about her. Yes. Don't you love her? Like, I'm like, I can't get enough of her. Like, it's just- right. It's amazing when you connect the science and, you know, I'm a nurse, so I'm a little nerdy that way, any about, anyway, about science, but when you connect the science with, like you said, the Bible, it, it goes together. God created us so amazingly. So it is awesome. Right. So Lisa, our time is almost up. I know you have done a lot of things. You've pioneered uh, ministries. You, you've been pioneering this one in our community, doing an amazing job. What would you... Um, offer as advice to women who are leading um, an initiative, what would be like that one takeaway that they could go away with? Um, I'm, I'm thinking it might've been gratitude, but maybe one other um, that would help them as leaders of their organizations. Mm -hmm. um, 
I believe that everyone should invest uh, in at least one relationship education class a year, whether you're single, married, uh, a student, whatever that might be, because we have a tendency to think that this is something that just evolves and that we should naturally know how to do it. Because like I said, everything rises and falls on the relationships. You know, our workplace rises and falls on the well-being of the people that we share life with and our own well-being. So mine would be invest in some type of relationship education, class, workshop, seminar, whatever it might be, at least one time a year. Mm, I love that. Well, and ladies, for those of you listening, January 28th, we have our Thrive Conference. Lisa is going to be sharing about having healthy relationships, thriving in relationships. And we have multiple other wonderful guest speakers that are going to be sharing about thriving in your personal, your professional, your spiritual walks. So you do not want to miss it. January 28th from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. And if you have a business, there's opportunity for sponsorship. There's opportunity to have a vendor table. Come and see us. Join us. Have a blast. Dee Dee Lomanek is going to be our um, one. Yeah, we're going to be having fun all day. We're going to be giggling all day. Yeah, she's great. She is. So don't miss it. So Lisa, thank you for joining us. It's been so much fun being with you. I always love being around you. You're just a wealth of knowledge and um, I just love your heart. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Tina. I appreciate you leading the way for all of us. We're grateful uh, for you. I am so blessed. Thank you, love. All righty. Take care. See you, see you on the 28th. See 20th. you guys on the 28th.